Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, gamers, geezers, geeks, and film aficionados alike. It's a very special fast food films. Uh, imagine films as a, a as a type of meal, and sometimes you get uh, nice pieces of, of of sushi with your Japanese horror films, and sometimes you get full bone banquets with your epics like Waterloo, and other times, most of the times, we eat hamburgers and pizza and fast food films. <laughs> this week, <laughs> this week, or this this episode, we'll be talking about. Independence Day, which came out in 1996, and I remember when Independence Day came out because I was at college and I was in a maths class. And when the maths teacher found out I had a VHS, yes, a VHS of Independence Day, he stopped the class, wheeled out a TV and video, and we watched 30 minutes of the film. <laughs> anyway, Keith. This is all your. This is all your ideas. Let's uh, let, let's go through uh, Independence Day and why you want. Why you consider this a fast food film, and why it's important. I I not only consider this a fast food film. I consider this probably among the best because it's near as damn it perfectly executed. Um, and I mean, you could if you went into this film in depth. There are loads of plot holes. There's loads of issues with it. But as a piece of entertainment, as a blockbuster, you know, an old, we're almost going back to kind of like before the Marvel time, before the thing, as a blockbuster film, you know, from the sort of 80s, 90s period, this is near damn perfect. Um, I don't think there are that many films that top Independence Day. Certainly for me, because it, it just, it covers everything. It's got a little bit of everything in there. It's got that geekdom, you know. I mean, it came out at the perfect time. It came out in 1996 when alien conspiracies and the X-Files were in at their height. They had all the sort of, you know, you used to get those sort of um, UFO files and other things that you collect every two weeks and put them in binders. There was all that shit in 1996. And along comes this bloody blockbuster film with Area 51. Will Smith, who had just come from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, which was huge in the UK at that point because it was playing on the BBC too. So you had Will Smith, you had Aliens, you had Area 51, and it just exploded. Um, and to me, I, I, was, I was trying to think what film we would kick it off with. What, you know, there's other films we can kick off with. There are, there are also a few other blockbusters that come to mind, certainly from the 90s. We're not going to include the 80s yet because... The 80s and sort of late 70s is kind of obvious where we're going to go. <laughs> we probably will get round to them. But this was, a slight, I think, a slightly less obvious one. But, you know, the idea of a blockbuster is that you escape. It's, it's a, it's a, it entertains you. It, it allows you to escape your mundane life and, and, and eat popcorn and watch a film that, that just, just it gives you joy. And... Independence Day does that. It does it to the letter. It's it's a perfect two hours of spectacle, good versus evil. It's proper is goodies versus baddies. You have that awesome speech from Bill Pullman's president, which is just you know we are not going to go into the good night and 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 thing. It's it's just it's brilliant. I mean it is it I. I can love this film. Every time I watch it, it puts a smile on my face. And at the end of it, you're like, yeah, 
you know, especially when you're feeling down. It's a great film to watch. It's just fun. There yeah, was I, 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 yeah, it is fun. Uh, I find it weird because it has a real kind of uh, uh, the three-act demarcations really clear in it. It's a mm -hmm. weird thing to say because you, you have... When you think about kind of films, they're supposed to be in three acts, and they kind of they split up the second act a bit for, for this, that, and the other. Uh, but you have the start, yeah? And at the start, you have uh, the alien spaceships come through the atmosphere. And then you have that big reveal is that that massive cloud of like gas and and boiling whatever is on the outside mm. where it's been heated up in the atmosphere and it cools down and then you see it kind of i think it, i don't know if it's over new york where it, it passes through the cloud and then you get to see it's this fuck off great big ufo and then everyone's going they're good they're bad and then jeff goldberg's running around going they're bad they're bad <laughs> they've got a fucking giant ticking clock that we need to be aware of uh, yeah, go on. I was going to say it, it, you, you talk about that opening scene but that, that was quite a new thing because usually with alien invasion movies like they land in secret they're hiding out in caves they're, they're kind of you know sort of infiltrating the human race quietly sneaky sneaky you know kind of you know you, you can't see us until it's too late Independence Day no fuck off we're just going to put 15 mile fucking ships above your cities and blow the fuck out of you <laughs> Not many films had ever done that. True, um, true. It's it um, it was it, it, it was. It, it's funny because it's it reminds me of uh, old BBC show called uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, based on the books by uh, thing. And I think it's ironic because I think some of the people who worked on the special effects for that worked on the special effects for Independence Day. They, they, and when they put the when they put the, the the special effects and stuff together, um, they just went out and bought a ton of airfix kits. Yes, I think they bought, like, see, I was gonna. I was going to talk yeah. about the special effects because Independence Day is also a mark in the sand. Independence Day was one of the last big blockbusters to use what we would now refer to as mostly practical effects. Now, Lord of the Rings broke the mold a few years later, but other than Lord of the Rings, Independence Day was sort of the last one where most of the special effects you see are not CGI. In fact, they are mostly models and miniatures. Yes. Um, Lord of the Rings was a bit of a mix, but Independence Day was that last big blockbuster before CGI really kicked in. And uh, I mean, there's a lot of special, there are a lot of effects shots. There's over 3,000 in Independence Day. But the number of them being CGI versus um, uh, practical is 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 quite out of kilter. I think there's something like twenty percent of the shots in Independence Day are CGI, whereas the rest is practical effects. Now, if you watch it today, I, I, I watched it today, so I could refresh myself for this. I, I watched it today, and I watched the extended edition, which is quite cool. There's um, an extended. I never knew there was an extended edition. Yeah, there's a whole there's a whole story. There's kind of a couple of stories that follow the kids. So. Um, uh, one of the the younger brother is ill and has a has an illness, and and you see a lot more sort of shots around him. There's other shots with um, the girl who meets a boyfriend, and there's a couple of shots with Brett Spiner, especially where he he's in the ship with um, uh, what's his face, David David, who's played by um, oh, my brain's already going. I'm crap with names. Je Jeff Goldblum, yes. and uh, Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> Brett Spiner goes, "You're making us look bad." <laughs> Because he keeps telling them, oh, yeah, but this is their language. Oh, this is their computer language. But um, 
No, I mean, the effects were, as I said, mostly practical. Now, you, I think you were going to touch upon the airfix kits. Because I, I, I was going to touch upon the airfix kits, but I was going to try and build into the thing because you, you, we have that big kind of reveal. Yeah, and and and, and you have the, 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 the giant alien spacecrafts come through the atmosphere and they, they do that. And then you have the build-up, right? And that's the, like the first act. And then when you clearly move into the second act is when they then attack. And that's yes. the bit... That's the bit that got everyone going. What the fuck? It just, mm. it just blew up the fucking White House. And yeah. they did. They blew it up, and they did it. That's a practical way. They did it in such a great way because you kind of kind of see it kind of like pass through the building and then pop and explode as it's going along. Here's the thing: when they filmed that, Fox invited all the press to watch them do it, and in, and it's massively slowed down. <laughs> Because the actual, the actual, they just blew up a model of the White House and the press went, oh, is that it? Because <laughs> when normal things go, and that's it, boom, it's over. Um, and Fox made this big thing, oh, we're going to blow up the White House. And they had this miniature and they sort of set it all up and then it just blew up in a, like a second. It slowed down like 20 times, yeah. I think, to, to get that shot. Um, and it's the same with the... Um, the Empire State Building. Although that shot is an interesting fact, and we'll, we'll come into this later, but that same effect where they blow up the um, Empire State Building is used again very late in the film. And I'll, I'll we'll come yes, back to this. Yes, yeah, because I know what you're, you're going yeah. to say in regards <laughs> to that. That yeah yeah, but but yeah he yeah, had that 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 clear mark where it was like kind of as soon as they attack that's act that's act two kicked, kicked off and then you get to act three when they then fight back and they figure out what to do and I found I found something really irritating um, and it had it's not really to do with Independence Day it's to do with the two thousand and five or two thousand four War of the Worlds where they had the the aliens got beat by common bacteria which is in the story which is over a hundred years old. And as I walked out from the film, I heard somebody mutter the stupidest thing ever. They did what they did in Independence Day with the virus. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> no. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> no, they didn't. It doesn't work no, like that, dummy. I mean, no, yes, uh, the, the virus was obviously an influence from War of the Worlds. But that first act is, is, is again, it's perfectly nailed. The build-up and the build-up of tension. It's so well done. I mean, opening shot where you, you've got Kennedy talking, you know, that the speech about sending man to the moon and, and then you've got that plaque on the moon and then you hear, you know, it's one giant leap for mankind. Uh, Armstrong's audio comes in quietly and then that shadow just comes across the moon. You're like, whoa, yeah. what the fuck is this? That, um, that a, and, yeah, go on. As I said, that's that, that, that was an opening. And it's weird because they did, they did Stargate too and when you watched Stargate, the, the the turning on of the gate was a big event and it yes. was like a real big event. it was like dude this is exciting that shit fucking works that's awesome and then it's the same when they said you see the you see you see something pass over yeah and it is kind of influenced by the opening of star wars where you have uh you have the the, the yeah. what's it the rebel ship and then the, the 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 star destroyer but i think i think they did genuinely improve upon that because you do have that. You have you have no idea what, what what's coming over, and then when you see, it, yeah, yeah, they didn't show it, and that was that was the clever thing. You see, with Star Wars, 
nobody had ever seen anything like that. And that 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 scene where like you know Leia's little sort of piddly ship comes firing lasers, and then you just get that big fuck off Star Destroyer coming over. If you've never seen anything like that, and you see that for the first time on the big screen, that's amazing. And and it you can clearly influence a lot of film, films. But Independence Day did it in a way that you don't see it until near the end of the first act when it bursts out of the uh, of the cloud, the fiery cloud. And they even have that build-up of the fiery cloud. They show, you know, all around the world. The world. They very co- cleverly did this where they were showing news clippings, but news clippings in different languages. And they, funny enough, all Fox-owned <laughs> or all Rupert Murdoch-connected, uh, which yeah. is interesting because uh, you had Sky News in the UK and, 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 and things like that. Um, but, you know... You, you see like little computers that were like a, a radar shot of it and everything. You still don't know it. And it's, it's, it's that bit where over New York, it suddenly bursts out the clouds and you're looking at the screen as the same as all the people on screen who are just staring. You get five minutes of people staring as this bloody thing comes out. And then, and then you kind of get introduced to Will Smith's character as well, and, and, and Will Smith, and, and that always makes me laugh. Oh, you know, that, 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 that is, that is so well done as as, as yeah. a scene because that that just shows the kind of the kind of gravity of it. Where you were in a situation like that, you probably if you had slept in, you'd probably react the same way he did. What the fuck's up with the neighbours? And then all of a sudden, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then you you see how big the damn thing is. Yes, as because it's... that's the first time you see the scale of it because you've got that you've got tiny little Los Angeles and then you've got this big fuck off fifteen mile across spaceship hovering over the top of it and yeah and then and then that's when the the, the build-up changes it, it's and it starts getting more dramatic and 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 you know we, we're getting faster scenes coming through and then you know we, we get the stripper scene when she's in the thing and and then, then <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> just you to remember that part hang on a second i just want to show i've got that i've got the i've got the reveal scene here because it is it is awesome sorry i'm i'm trying to make i i, I want to but it's no, please. It's, it's, that, is... it's, the, it's that bit. So you've got the shadow going over everything, and then everyone's like, oh, everyone's shit in their pants because it's like crikey, they've come and they've come in force. And if you listen to anyone in the military, terrorists, if aliens wanted to invade this planet, uh, there's probably nothing we could do. There's the two towers, the two mm-hmm. towers. Sorry, the two towers is Lord of the Rings. But everyone's like going, oh my god, oh my god, there's uh, there's something arriving, and then everyone's going crazy, and that shadow just keeps going and going, and then you get the bit where. You've got the cloud from where it's come through, the and then it just bursts through the cloud as it starts cooling down, and that, and that is that's that's a great reveal. It's like aliens are real; they're here, and and, and they look a damn sight hostile in comparison to uh, in comparison to other things. That that that, it was that something. It was something new. We hadn't seen that before. We've seen Star Wars. We've seen things, but. Even in the nineties, we hadn't seen an alien invasion film quite like this. Of that, yeah, of that scope, and that's weird because today we can do alien. What was that one that was uh, the one that you hated? The the, the skyline. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That that was done on like next to nothing money wise. Mm. Yeah, oh, no, and, no. and that was uh, the the so, yeah, so was, of that. So was District 19, which is kind of influenced by Independence Day. Was it District 9? District District 9, 9. sorry. I love that film. I love that film. It's a low-budget film, and it's brilliant. Um, You know, minus the South African accents. (laughs) Uh, But 
that was a, that was influenced by heavily influenced by Independence Day with the the ship hanging over, um, yeah, hanging over the city. Um, but no, I mean, there's there's nothing quite like that revealing scene. And I remember sitting in the cinema, and I'm just going, "This is fucking awesome." And it was yeah. Like, it, it was one of the first films that I remember as sort of like a, a sort of young adult getting quite excited about. Um, and I, I mean, I saw it about three or four times in the cinema. I think it was one of the first films I ever was allowed to because by that point, my parents were letting me go out on my own. And I just would go back and see Independence Day because it was just fucking brilliant. Um, and it, it, it's that that scene. And then, you know, you get, you get introduced to Will Smith's character and... And he, you know, there's an earthquake and, and stuff, and he's going to go back to bed. It's not only an earthquake. And then, yeah, as you say, he comes out, and he sort of staggers out into the garden, um, you know, picks up the newspaper, and he's like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah. And then the kids, the kids, kids, the wife comes out and goes, What are you looking at? And he's just like, Oh, and then the kid, kid comes through the two of them going, <laughs> which sort of, you know, gets the tension slightly out. But then you get, the scene with David at the at the White House, and he's going. They are going to attack, and then he proves it. And at that point, everything just starts going into it, sort of it, overdrive. That's something that they don't really, you know, they don't really set up in 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 films anymore. Is like what do you call it? Characterization, even for a fucking popcorn fluff film. They set it up, yeah. And and before every, the shit really hits the fan, you know. That you've got the Jeff Goldblum character, I can't remember his name now. David. Who, David, who is a guy who looks after the cable networks. He's very well educated because his father keeps going on about it. And goes, "What well, you? You fix cable for a living?" It's like it does a bit more than fix cable for a living, yeah. Uh, and, it, and he's getting shit off his father, so he knows that he's kind of like a he's a bit of a slacker. Uh, and then you've got you've got Will Smith's character, and he desperately wants to become an astronaut, yeah. And and then you know he's got his wingman and everything like that. And then you've got the president Whitmer or whatever his name was, um, and he Whitmore. was like Whitmore, yeah. And he was uh, what do you call it? He was a former fighter pilot. You know, went down the military route and then decided to become the president. That kind of thing. And and you got that clear. And then you have got the fact that you had the relationship between Jeff Goldblum and his wife. Uh, and then you've got um, uh, the president and his wife and. Uh, Will Smith and his wife, who happens to be stripper, um, which you you add, you know, remembered without without hesitation. Which, <laughs> um, and then you've got all those things. You've got the characterization of the kids and, and and all this stuff here, so you kind of get a, a feel for what's going on. And films don't tend to do that anymore. And it's like they, you kind of show a few of their flaws. You show that 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 the the what do you call it the um, the guy who plays the president doubts himself, doesn't think he's like kind of this that and the other. Thinks you know. Maybe, uh, uh, maybe this is a job for a better man. You've got uh, David, whose father's fucking just smashed him over the head because he's fucked his marriage up, and he seems to be a cable repair guy. Yeah, so he's got flaws. Um, and then it's just, I, oh, yeah, I mean, I miss those things in films. They, they perfectly build up the president because right from the offset, they make out he's a weak president, and he and he fucks up. I mean, you know, he generally fucks up quite a few times. Um, but in the end, he has he is a hero, um, and just just like the the other two. You see, I mean, David was the cool one for me because I was a geek and I was into computers and shit. And what he does, I like this is cool. Um, and the bit where he locates, locate. I mean, nowadays, I can, you know, where, where's my Wi-Fi? <laughs> I do it on my yeah, phone. Yeah, yeah, find my phone. Back then, that was like 
Ah, oh, I wish I could do that. Um, yeah. And you know, when he sticks the little cool satellite dish on top of his head, I thought that was the coolest fucking thing ever. And he gets his laptop out, and it was just like, I mean, it was bullshit, but it was amazing at the it time. Was, well, the fact that the battery lasted so long on the bloody laptop, that's oh, the thing that got yeah, me. Because in those days, it was like you got an hour and a half, maybe. Um, so, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, sorry, we got Nigel in the chat, and, and, and we said we'd be doing this last week, and he's clearly forgotten. <laughs> Um, okay. No, it's yeah. not Sunday, no. That's it's not tomorrow. Sunday. <laughs> it's not Sunday. This is this is fast food films, mate. So um, anyway, getting back to so you, you've got all these 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 great characters, and then like you do with any good story, you grab 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 them and, and and shake it up and fuck it up, and then you have the attacks, and it's like we've seen. I've seen a lot of. I I, I love watching old beef movies where you have mm -hmm. the kind of alien attacks and and, and whatnot and. I'm trying, I can't remember any off the top of my head apart from more of the worlds, but there were definitely other ones I watched like Attack of the Flying Saucers and all of that, those bits. And, and it was, it was, it was cool. It was really cool. Um, and I love those. Like them is another one with the giant ants. They weren't necessarily aliens, uh, food without a face. And it kind of, kind of plays into that. And it is, I, I, it's not, it's in the B movie strata without doing a B movie. Yeah, it's just got that. Yes, we're going to have alien fucking attack. There is that perfect B movie scene, which I, I mean, I don't know which one. Where did Spider Man Two come out? Was that after this? It was, wasn't it? It was yeah, after it was. this. It was like two thousand two ish, I think. Because it, Spider Man Two has a very similar scene. You know, sort of, I mean, we're, we're skipping ahead a bit here, but you know when the a the the the, the, the aliens brought back to be sort of dissecting, it turns out to be alive. And you you just see the shadows of it, so you see it jump. But it's yes, 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 yes. That's a very big movie, and they did a very similar thing in Spider-Man Two with Doc Ock when his arms wake up, and they do. It's a very similar thing, and it all goes back to sort of fifties and sort of fifties B movie horror. And that again, that was a a, a sort of nod to that that genre. Mm. Um, and and again, but Independence Day has a lot of that sort of. It does have a little bit of the sort of horror in it. As I said, it, it, it has a little bit of everything. But, I mean, there's an interesting, I mean, when that when the, when the aliens attack and the way they did that that sort of fire effect, as you, you mentioned earlier, is they bought loads of airfix kits. And pretty much like they did with Star Wars, because they, they did the similar thing in Star Wars, they, they, they turned the models sideways and they let like a, a, a sort of small explosion go up like that but they, yes. they had the camera turned up like that and then they like with the explosion of the white house and the um empire state they slowed it right down to like 20th of the speed so they're amazing cameras to do this um and then you get that really slow burning effect um and that was that was that was really quite again a practical effect there was not much in the way of cgi there the beam <sighs> is the cgi so hang on hang on a moment hang on hang on Let's uh, let's 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 have a, let's have a, let's have a nose at this because that was the bit where he goes, "Oh, time's up." Yeah. We're now, ladies and gentlemen, we're now fucked. <laughs> and then you get the see. That's a model, but the the beam effect is CGI. But this 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 bit here is a completely practical effect. Yeah, it's like it's like, and then you get that concussive that's kind of explosion all the way through. Yeah. And it's weird because I saw a trailer for this. Yeah, hang on a second, and I'll, I'll point this out. I saw a trailer for this on 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 TV where they were interviewing someone. I think they were interviewing the director, the uh, the, the, the German sounding fella, 
and it was on British TV, I think it was on ITV at the time, and they showed a clip from the trailer. And it's weird because there's a guy, I don't know if he's in it, but there's a guy that 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 looked like he was going to be the main character and then he gets killed in the fucking explosion. <laughs> um, but it's like that, there. Yeah. The part of me is like, it's weird because you, you're... What do you call it? You... Um, you you watch these things and you forget that this is this is this is this is purely practical and it's done it's, it is done really really well and and some of the the effects in that thank you for pressing the button there night keith um, <laughs> um some of the, the things that that bit there is the bit that sold everybody well because everybody saw that but that, oh, yeah. that that's just the, that's like the tip of the iceberg there's loads of other things going on I, I, <laughs> I mean, then you get, I mean, it's about five or six minutes of just total destruction, but it's on a global level. Um, I mean, it's funny enough, towards the end of the movie, um, there is, once they've down, you know, spoilers, if you haven't seen this film by now. The anyway, yeah, but there's a funny thing about it. Towards the end, you see, uh, once they learn how to down the spaceships, and the spaceships are all down. There's scenes that show all around the world of these ships being down. And in London, you see sort of Big Ben, half of it's broken up and everything. And then you get a shot of Sydney. Now, the two most memorable landmarks of Sydney are the Opera House and the bridge, yeah. right? Both are intact, right? <laughs> and the Australians complained about it. I, I, I... Because they were like, hang on. <laughs> You destroy everybody else's valuable landmark. Why is us still intact? Yes, yes. But somebody pointed out, well, how else do we know it's fucking Australia? <laughs> Get a little kangaroo yeah. popping in the background. You're all right, mate. What's that, Skimmy? Cool. that, Skimmy? We've beaten the aliens. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> That's uh, oh, yeah. That, that's it, yeah. That's uh, that's really good. Just a, just a quick note. Yeah, I did a quick inflation calculation based on a US tools because apparently Independence Day made eight hundred and eighteen million dollars in its run. If, if you round it up, yeah, it was eight hundred and eighteen. Eighteen. Well, I think um, it's eight hundred seventeen point dollars. something. But I needed to round May, figure for the. But, but did you see what the budget for it was? The budget for it. I mean, this this would be a low budget movie by today's standards. Yeah, it was made for seventy five million. Yeah, but hang on. Here's here's a twist. It made it today's money. Yeah, it would have made one point three billion dollars. Mm. Yeah. Without China. Yeah. Fuck me, that's a that's a that's a film. You said what did you say? Seventy five. It was a huge, huge movie. I mean, it was a massive film. Um, I mean, it, it, no word of I mean, Will Smith helped that film. There's no word of yes, it. yes, because yes, Fresh yeah. Prince of the Bel Air was hugely it, popular. It, it wasn't just him. Jeff Goldblum also helped with that too, because he's come. He was like, he was coming off the back of the Jurassic Park films too. So he, the two he, of them. He was a port. He was a Paul. But not. I don't think he was as much of a pull as Will Smith uh, was. The thing is, it was right. The popularity of Fresh Prince back yeah. then, you, you, it was huge. Everybody knew it. Everybody watched it on BBC Two in the UK, and everybody in the states was watching it. It was. Yeah. It was huge. And and yes. and you know, everybody thought, hang on, this guy that plays this goofy Will is playing an airline pilot, and the. And, and the, airline the time, pilot, air, air, uh, pilot, pilot, air force pilot, fighter pilot, 
And fucking airline pilot. <laughs> fucking put your tra- seats in the upright position and your trays back. That would have been dull as fuck. <laughs> Worthy of noise, that one. Um, <laughs> the, um, the studio was very uneasy about it. Um, and uh, several times they tried to, you know, they kept asking Roland, uh, Roland Emmerich, and uh, was Dean Devlin, um, are you sure? Are you sure? And they were like, yes, trust us, trust us. Um, um, <laughs> thanks, Malcolm. Um, 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 but, th- th- I mean, yeah, it was uh, arguable he was a huge pull. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong, Jeff Goldblum was, but um, Will Smith was as well. And he arguably, Will Smith is the comic relief in that film. And, he, and you know, again, it has great one-liners in it, you know. You know, the bit where he just smacks the alien, woman on earth, and that's what I thought, close encounter. I yeah. fucking love that line. It's so cheesy, it, but I love it. <laughs> I, think, I think I love the bit where he's dragging the alien in the parachute, and he's moaning, and he finally gets to Area 51, and he turns around and goes, you can't enter, you haven't got authorization. So flips open the thing so you can see the alien goes, that's all the authorization I need. And he's like, limp through, limp through. <laughs> now, you've touched upon, so I've got another interesting fact about this movie. Um, originally, the US Air Force was lined up to yeah. allow sh- to be shot at certain air bases and allow shooting of the um, uh, real aircraft on, on the thing and, and military vehicles, military personnel, all going to be used in this until they say, well, one of the major features of this movie is going to be Area 51. And the US Air Force w- went, no, 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 you can't do that. Um, we can't be involved if you're going to talk about Area 51. So they had to call out. So the bit where you see the Air Force base first attacked, by the way, I have to say, if you go back and watch that scene again, it's clear that stormtroopers were fucking flying those fucking things because the aircraft never get hit. <laughs> they don't. What? They don't go watch it. The aircraft don't get hit. You see a couple of fuel yeah, but, trucks explode. Uh-huh. All the personnel are running and the aircraft don't get hit. Oh, you're talking about the ones on the ground? Yes, this is the first okay. sort okay. of scene because it's the same Air Force base as they use have the same Air Force base for, for uh, well, I can't remember the name of the base where Will Smith's character flies out, but you've got that, you've got the where the, the US government is and you've got Area 51, it's all the same. It's all the same base. And if you actually pay close attention, you can see it's all shot in the same desert area. But um, when they first fly in, um, it's, uh, they had, um, it, was a, it was a shot and they didn't have enough clever CGI to blow up the aeroplanes, so they didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I doubt, I, I doubt, yeah, because you'd have to put them on the um, what do you call it? You'd have to put giant mock ups and blow the mock ups up in those days, yes, but yeah, and it was expensive. Uh, yeah, and you're not going to be blowing up full blown fighter jets considering they come up with you know 10 20 million minimum before you even get into the actual thing for the avionics and, and the missiles yeah. and hard points and all those things. Even the helicopter that, that, that flies up to, to say, you know, do its kind of, you know, third encounter, you know, close encounters of the third kind thing with the lights, that was a model that they then blew up. Yes, yeah, 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 that's the, that's uh, so it's one of the things, that's one of the things I do remember about it because they did that old, like, uh, it's, that was a, that was a thumb to, thumb, like, thumb up to Steven Spielberg. Where it's like kind of oh look they're peaceful they respond to music and oh no they've been destroyed <laughs> we're gonna die. <laughs> the, 
Do you know how it got its name? Independence Day. Do you know how why it was called Independence Day? Because actually, the studio wanted to call it something very different. ID4. Fox wanted to call no. Fox wanted to call it Doomsday. Oh, but Ronan, good... yes, I know. Not very positive. I'm glad they didn't call it Doomsday. Yes. Um, part of the reason, or one of the major reasons, it was called Independence Day was this: there were two alien invasion movies being made at exactly the same time, and they were going to be released. At exactly the same time around about Independence Day. And Roland Emmerich didn't want any other alien movie involved in that. Uh, God knows why, because when you what find out what that movie was, was you'll go, why did they even think that? But there was another movie out. Are you oh, about tell me, I, I can remember this. I think we've had this conversation in the pub. It was Mars Attacks, and it came out ah, a couple of months yes. later. Um, yes, Mars I, I love Mars Attacks. That's <laughs> a completely different type of movie. <laughs> um, but uh, they called it Independence Day so that it scared off the competition uh, from um, releasing that film at the same time. So Mars Attacks was moved back. I mean, it, it was no competition compared to the behemoth that was Independence Day. But that's part of the reason why uh, Ronan Emmerich st stuck with the Independence Day thing. And, and I mean, as it was released on the Independence Day weekend. So... But uh, yes, another interesting fact for you. I've got a few more facts, but we'll, right. we'll, we'll get to it. All right, hang um, on a second. I want to see, I, I found that clip while we were talking about yeah. it a second. I want to see if you're right. So let's, Watch, let's, none let's, of the plays let's, pop, let's pop the clip on What's, and let's, let's see if, if you're right. I think you're right on the ground that none of the, on the ground planes get blown up. What's this? They've been so, piloted so, by fucking stormtroopers. So it's like, blow up. No, apart from how the apart, fuck are they? This is a great place. They're the biggest <laughs> fucking things. Oh, they blow they blow up a few trucks and bits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They blow up a couple of trucks and then a few people get killed. But no, none of the planes. None of the planes. <laughs> Stormtroopers, I'm telling you. Not one of those planes. It's it's <laughs> weird. Um. So that yeah, that's yeah. You're right. I I I knew that because I watched it and it was it did look bloody weird to me because it was like kind of. I love my aircraft sims when it comes to flying up, pretending to be a pilot and pretending to be a fighter. And I always like attacking the planes that are trying to taxi off the runway. And in one of the games, Ace Combat, one of the games I played, there's one bit where you're taxiing off the runway while you're being attacked. And I was like, oh, the tables have turned. Because <laughs> the amount of times. And they, those bastards couldn't hit the broad side of a bun. They are stormtroopers. But saying that, that first attack, they, they, they do take out the entire Air Force, they're airborne. <laughs> yes, they do. Oh, I mean, no, yeah, it, it just always makes me laugh that, that, that they couldn't hit shit on the ground. <laughs> but then the next thing you see, the entire base is destroyed. But um, uh, it, it does make me laugh. And the fact, um, you know, at the start of the second act, when everything's blowing up, the, the um, Jasmine, Will Smith's girlfriend, um, you know, is escaping and she's in a tunnel. She just conveniently oh, is in a tunnel. Oh, that bit yeah. with the dog. Yeah, 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 I remember that. I love that. Poor dog. No, 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 no. That tunnel is filling, it's fanning out and filling every nook and cranny and crevice and everything. Yeah. And that bit there, it's not like dog in, door shut. But that'd yeah, be fine. Be dog in. My dog's very good at opening doors. It's not very good at closing doors, but he's very fucking good at opening doors, little bastard. We've got little slidey doors in our house, and he just walks up to the door and he just smacks it with his paw. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it um, but I do love the dog. I do love the dog um, uh, surviving again. You know, it's like ah. Uh, Again, this is a fast food film. Do not look at it too closely. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because it is. It is. How can I put it? It, it, it in concept, it, it, it is as grim as fuck, but in execution, it's it's fun and entertaining because it's like kind of I just yeah. exterminated you know one fifth of the human race on day one. Um, yeah, I, I do. I do find that mad. Um, and then the, the other, and you the, even have the president launching a nuclear. nuclear weapon on american soil um, you kind of forgive and, him for that there's a giant 26 yeah. foot diameter alien spaceship that has just destroyed i don't know colorado or, or somewhere like that and it's like kind of hmm maybe we should have another pop at it with something a bit stronger um it, yeah it, it, it that was good and then you've got then then you got the bit where you're on um you got the bit on the base where they, where Will Smith turns up with the alien and they, and, and they, and they chop it out, and you meet Brett and, Spiner. And, 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 yeah, Brett Spiner again, another reason There's... I love the film because it's a geeky connection. Um, who then is completely again, we won't really touch upon the, the sequel because it's just no, it's just not good. Um, yeah. um, but um, you see in, in, the, in the extended version, they confirm that Brett Spiner is dead. So, you know, how they brought it back in the sequel. Yeah. Um, yeah, he is confirmed dead because he's just like, yeah, like that. Yeah, but I, I, I like Brett Spiner's character in this. I thought, you know, he was a bit of a dick, but I kind he, of... He was desperately trying not to be Brett Spiner in it. And it's weird because you had Adam Baldwin. Um, yes, but him. Adam Baldwin not playing Adam Baldwin. This is because Adam Baldwin is Adam Baldwin in everything else I've ever seen him in. I mean, he was in that thing about the ship with the virus where he plays Adam Baldwin. It doesn't He's in quite... Firefly where he plays. No, no, hang Adam on a second. Baldwin. Hang on a second. In the last, in the last ship, Adam Baldwin plays Adam Baldwin when that character is off duty. Kind of. Yeah. But so, when, it, so he has his professional version, and then as soon as he's not being professional, he's Adam Baldwin. He's he's still very much kind of Adam Baldwin. He really is. He's the same character as he is in Truck. Uh, okay, he's a slightly exaggerated version in Firefly, but in this, he's a nice guy. He's not Adam Baldwin. He's a nice guy. Adam Baldwin's <laughs> you know I mean? okay. Adam, I love Adam Baldwin. I love him in everything he's in, but. He's kind of rough around the edges and everything else, if you know what I mean. Especially Firefly, but I love him in Firefly. Um, he's one of my favourite characters in Firefly. But in this, he's not Adam Baldwin. He's not playing Adam Baldwin. Adam <laughs> Baldwin, yes. Um, um, but again, I love him in it. I, I mean, it, it, it's really, it, it really is a black and white movie. You've got the really slimy... CIA guy that gets his comeuppance by getting oh, fired. I, I, I find that a bit tragic because that guy died recently. Yes, that guy. Well, so did the, so yeah. did the general. It wasn't that long ago. The guy that played the general yeah. was only a few years ago that he passed. Yeah. Um, and I love him. I like he's you know instead of having like these brash American generals, this guy was like your granddad. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't he? He was slightly rough, but he was. A nice old guy in this film, and there was no, there was good guys and bad guys. There was none, none in the middle, and this is why we we call it a fast food film because it it, it just was that. Um, but anyway, we 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 got, we'll go back into it because you've got Randy Quaid's character. 
Oh God, Randy we haven't Quaid. touched on Randy Quaid, the crazy man <laughs> who got alien probed in the anus and has told the entire town that he works in that he was anally probed by these guys. And well, no, no, he doesn't say he was. An, he he doesn't say he was anally probed. It's an interview with the two guys that are ribbing on him in the. Right, bar. hang on a second, hang on a second, Keith. With the trauma that he seems to have gone through, he was anally probed. Okay. Yeah, but because that's, <laughs> that's the funny thing is, is the two guys that are taking the piss out of them in the bar as the aliens turn up. Because don't you remember when we when we get we see him, he fucks up the 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 crop dusting, which is a funny scene. He plays this nut job, Brandy Gray. Oh, I love that. Job. How I ironic! That. <laughs> um, and, and then we see him in the bar drinking his misery away, and then the two guys at the bar start ribbing on him, and then the aliens fucking come in. Um, which I love, but then you see interviewing and they go, and he told me the aliens, they did something to him sexually. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, he, he was <laughs> Non-consensual um, probing is a thing, all right? <laughs> but, but Randy Quaid, oh my God. I mean, in, in the last few years, I think Randy Quaid has overtaken the insanity of the character that he played. He's, he's, Self-released pornos is the nicest way to put it online, hasn't he? He 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 um he doesn't like Rupert Murdoch. He's a Trump supporter, which in Hollywood is a bad thing. Um, mm -hmm. We're not going into politics here, but in Hollywood, we all know that Trump supporting is a bad thing. Yes, because um, he, because in Hollywood they like diversity as long as you all vote the same way. Yeah, um, <laughs> the, his his insanity. Um, his dislike for Rupert Murdoch. Let me put it this way: he gets a cut, a cut, a, a mask of Rupert Murdoch, puts it on his wife, and then proceeds to fuck her. Okay, his wife is a yeah. really understanding lady. No, she's as nuts as he is. Um, understanding. They, they, <laughs> they went, it, uh, sort of later in the 2010s, they went to Canada claiming political asylum from America. And this went on for about five years. And I, then they hang on a second, because I remember when Trump was getting voted in and everyone was like kind of oh, if Trump gets voted in, we're moving to Canada like that. Well at least he fucking stuck to his guns. <laughs> no, I don't was, like... no, Randy Quaid Randy Quaid yeah, is oh, a Trump no, no. supporter. I know, I know. I'm just saying that he is like kind of when Obama was there, he tried to get the fuck out where these people are yeah. still remaining there, and I would I would appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, well, no, he was... I mean, they've done some naughty things, or supposedly. He he is saying that um, it's uh, he's been set up and blah, blah, blah. I mean, he's nuts. I mean, he is totally batshit crazy. Um, but uh, he's even more nuts than his eccentric character in this. But here's the thing, because really we should sort of talk about Independence Day... The ending that you see in the cinema is not what was filmed. Um, and and yeah. they even did the special effects. It got to the point of I, test I, audiences. I, I was just looking at it's the thing with the biplane, yeah? Yes. Yes. So okay. originally, Randy, uh, Randy Quaid's character does not volunteer to be a pilot. And he comes in at the end on his biplane, which is going as fast as the fighter gets. And then he... <laughs> He takes out the ship. And a lot of test audiences found this unbelievable. I mean, forget the fucking 15-mile spaceships above cities. No, that was perfectly believable. <laughs> <laughs> it is by play. 
taking on the thing. That was that was a step too far. Right? So they had to uh, call back a load of actors for reshoots. And if you pay attention, every time you see Randy Quay um, in, in 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 the cockpit, his hair is a lot shorter because they had to do a load of reshoots. Adam Baldwin's hair is shorter. Um, there, there's a load of reshoots, and this is where I was talking about the um, the special effect for the um, Empire State Building because when the plane flies up into the beam, they yes. they didn't have enough time to do the the shot, so they took the shot they had already shot for the Empire State Building, turned it around the other way, and that, as you see the explosion going boom, 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 like that, it's exactly the same shot. It's the same effect shot, and, it, and if you zoom in, you can see it's the Empire State Building. Because they literally had a week to do it um, uh, before the movie released, because it was really testing badly with with the audiences. So the the final the final shot um, of, of of him sacrificing himself, which actually is a far better ending. Um, yeah. So I'm uh, hang on a second. There it is. Sorry, I am trying to find the the, the clip because I think he salutes in the cockpit. Which makes me laugh because it's like it hasn't got visual. Yeah, he does. He does. He does. <laughs> salutes when he comes in the moment. Salutes the cockpit. Um, the president. The president has a. Uh, he. Uh, the president has no more missiles there, and, and and he goes, "Is there any pilots out there that can help?" And it's like Randy Quaid's in the cockpit. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Hang on a second. Oh yeah, the hang yeah, there you go. There's a bit where he salutes. <laughs> Who are you, are you saluting? And it's weird because you can see I it goes to shooting the things like jammed. Sorry, I'm just trying to t not to to hit any kind of copyright violations. Um, <laughs> show some bits. Right, so this is, this Don't is worry, we're not oh yeah, this is a bit. This is a bit. So yeah, he flies up, and then I think oh look there, there it's it's Adam Baldwin. And it's like Adam Baldwin. That, yeah, plane, that, that plane would be going a lot faster than that. I tell you that for a fact. They had a day. They they literally had a couple of days to stick this shot together. So he flies into the beam. It's a um, and, and then it's the explosion upside down. So, oh, yeah. fuck, crikey, Randy, how long are you taking? There you go. There you yeah, go. you're right. You can there see. You, go. you can see the silhouette of the, I think, and that is the um, Empire State Building turned upside down. Yeah. There you go. Um, and and then yes, obviously they they win. I mean, I there's a scene that got a lot of complaints from non-Americans because there are a lot of like people around the world complained about how nationalistic this film was, and and in some ways it is. I mean, you get the the, the British pilot who is very uh, hello, uh, hello, hello. We have to communicate that I'm British and quick. <laughs> and, and, and but but they they make a point of you see because again this was just after the Gulf War. And they are with the Iraqis, you know, side by side. And it was, oh, it's the Americans. Oh, bam, bloody time. It's like, yeah, the Americans have got a plan. They've, they've got a plan. Bam, bloody time. Like, we can't come up with anything. <laughs> but I don't mind it. I don't, don't care because it's, it's still a fun film. It, just, yeah, yeah. it, it is. Um, it, it is a fun film. And, it's... and again, it has a brilliant ending. It has, you know, you have the longest... We have a Hollywood 30 seconds, which is about three and a half minutes. Because <laughs> they have 30 seconds. Because because why you why you've got, you know, Rand, you, 
everybody's a hero in this is again all the good guys get their heroic moment they all get a heroic moment which is again really you've got bill Pullman, the president's character gets his heroic speech and he goes up there and he fights like the rest of them you get um david uh david by jeff goldblum and will smith's character. they get their heroic moment and i love that their, their scenes together um um especially the bit where they fly up to the mothership and you see the 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 invasion fleet which again is really cool um but then they have 30 seconds to escape and mm. that 30 seconds is a damn tight lot longer than 30 seconds. It's a half minutes. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's, it is. But it's, 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 a, it's a general rule of writing that it's the time that it takes to explain what's going on is the time that it is. Um, uh, and it's, it's a bit where it, 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 they, 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 they're about to smoke the cigars and, uh, and then they, and they fire the bomb and the bomb goes through it and then they get released and it was like, Oh, I didn't hear them, fat lady. The fat lady. <laughs> yes. And I love it. And 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 and, if I, and then the ending is great because you you've got them walking through the desert. You've got Pilbert, you know, making up with David. You've got the the two women and the kid. And it just it's a feel good ending. Um, and yeah. and that's what I love about it. Um, another fact for you. Do you know who the music's by? I, I did. I know I did because I looked at it a moment ago. It was by a guy called David Arnold, who does, I'm sure you know does, what else? He you, does Sherlock you, and James Bond. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. That, that was the connection. Yeah, he did Sherlock. He does the music for Sherlock, Sherlock. He did and, two and James Bond. Bond. Yeah. He did two Bond movies, uh, Tomorrow Never Dies and The World's Not Enough. He was the one that kind of did the the clubbing version of the Bond theme. I thought that was Moby. Uh, yeah, but David Arnold, I think was involved in it anyway i think that's probably a good place to wrap it up on on moby oh for one, one more fact for you go one on then one more fact to send us on our way because because it was released in the uk about back then they used because the internet wasn't like it is now um it was released quite a bit later in the uk and part of drumming up of the um sort of you know excitement about this movie BBC Radio 1, not Radio 4, Radio 1 decided to do an Orson Welles-style radio drama called Independence Day UK. And it had Patrick Moore playing mm. himself <laughs> fighting the aliens. No word of a lie. Okay. No word of a lie. Patrick Moore takes on the fucking aliens. It's amazing. It also had Colin Baker in it, the, the most disliked doctor. Hey, no, he's, no, no, he's not the Mr. Dislike Doctor. That's no, not anymore. Sorry, no, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Colin. Don't, I Colin, forgot. Um, um, yes, it also had uh, a few other uh, famous people from the UK. If you British, you know who they are. But you, uh, Toya Wilcox was in it as well. Um, but it was an hour-long UK radio drama done in the vein of Orson Welles, including an Orson Welles-style announcement in it as well. And it was it was aired on BBC Radio One, but seriously, Patrick Moore playing Patrick Moore taking on the aliens, <laughs> which to me it's just amazing. Okay, <laughs> it's just amazing. <laughs> I need to hear that again. I remember hearing it, but it was a long time ago, and I, I need to find it because I just want to hear Patrick Moore swearing at aliens. Because I think it'd be amazing. <laughs> okay. Let's just um, what do you call it? Let's uh, let's let's have a quick flick through the comments before we we go because Dave Dave our stalwart viewer um, uh, has uh, has joined us and he's like kind of 
Yeah, yeah. Independence Day was uh, was a classic. It was. Yeah. Um, I only watched the sequel once. I watched the sequel. I didn't think the sequel was. I don't think the sequel was terrible. I just didn't think it Gareth was as good. Gareth said it was good. It's, it's not good. Fuck off. Uh, and then it's like kind of um, loved the Lord of the Rings movies. Um, they were overly long, but they were very long books too, Dave. Um, and then we got the Hobbit. We're talking about the Hobbit movies there. And then we've got yeah, proper epic scene for the explosions. District Nine was good. And then we have got Malcolm. Uh, Thanks, and I'm assuming that's the bit where I made the joke about uh, Will yeah. Smith being an airline pilot, uh, and then he's put something sensible, very sensible. Let's pretend the uh, there was no sequel, which I'm quite happy. We with. didn't mention Mary McDonald as the president's wife, who later went on to play a president herself in Pakistan. Uh, it's ironic. Didn't she die of like like something in Independence Day and then also die of like cancer or something in no, uh no, she died cancer. yeah she died of internal bleeding in Independence Day. Um and yeah she died of cancer twice in in, in Battlestar Galactica. Twice? When did she well, die? She died and then she was kind of brought back again. Um yeah. and and cured but she kind of went dead for a couple of seconds and you know had that vision then she comes back again and then she died at the end of well it's implied that she dies. At the end, because uh, Adama goes off with her, doesn't he? Yes. Um, he flies off into the sunset with her, effectively. Um, again, I quite like the ending about Star Galactica, and they're doing a, pre uh, a sequel to it, set in the same universe, not a reboot. Not that. Not the, I like the blood and chrome thing that they did. That was really good. Yes. I really enjoyed that. So a lot that. of people are saying it's a reboot. It's not. It's set in the same universe. Okay. You can't reboot it a third time. That would just be sacrilege. Not not without a good not without twenty years at least between. No. That's the minimum time no. for a good reboot. Anyway. But yes, we're gonna be doing more of these and we've got some more great movies coming up. There is one that we're gonna do which I'm not gonna tell you about yet. We'll announce it, which is near enough as good as Independence Day. It's not in the same vein, it's not sci-fi, but I equally love that film. And it came out the same year. I'm, that's the only thing I'm telling you. Um, and we'll, we'll cover that one. And of course, we're going to have to touch upon the eighties. We're going to have yes. to do some. Oh, the eighties was so brilliant films. I've, I've got I've got to sit down with my brothers, and we've got to talk about some of the great films that we watched. Because I, 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 I'll tell you a story about um, Dexter and RoboCop. Yeah, I let him watch the new version of RoboCop because he's like a twelve. Yeah, yeah, not an issue with it. Yeah, she's like dad. What? A bit boring. <laughs> oh, was it? And I went. I put the new one on. Yeah, he was enthralled. <laughs> it was like the bit where the, the bit, he, he's a little he's a little sadist because the bit where the guy gets killed in the conference room, where he gets shot by the Ed two hundred nine, he's like pissing blood and everything everywhere. Um, it was the extended version on either Netflix or Prime, so that scene mm -hmm. goes on longer than it should do because mm -hmm. when you watch it on the cut version, it looks it's more dramatic. Yeah, it happens. He dies. Oh my god, it's tragic. Yeah, but they do it so it's like overkill, <laughs> and it's like it's like three minutes of this guy going. <laughs> he was pissing himself laughing because he thought it was hilarious. Um, Robocop is an interesting one. Uh, Robo it is a pop. It, it, it is a fast moving movie. It, I don't know. I think it, it's it's. Well, yeah, probably because there's a, a lot of under this is the thing. As a kid, that was a fast film. But when you become an adult, there's mm. two additional layers in there of the, the yeah. politics. And, the and, then, and then there's the Jesus Christ metaphor. Mm. <laughs> but you have That's to kind of drill into it. But I know I, I, I can see your point that it's probably not a fast film movie. But to me, to me, Independence Day is is just 
a perfectly executed blockbuster from the 90s. If you are sitting at home and you're getting a bit cabin feverish um, uh, or you're in the lockdown and you just want to escape, stick Independence Day on. Even if you've seen it, trust me, you'll be smiling at the end of it because it's just a brilliant film and you can escape for a couple of hours. Watch it. We love it. And that's goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. <laughs>